0: You are listening to the Wool Academy Podcast. This is episode number 87. Hello and welcome. My name is Elizabeth van Delden and once a week we talk to an industry expert from the wool industry supply chain from farm to fashion and beyond, delivering strategies and insights to be successful in wool and showcasing those beautiful stories wool has to tell. Today's guest is Gerhard Schoppel from Schoppel Wool, a hand knitting yarn manufacturer. Welcome to the show, Gerhard. It's a pleasure to have you. How are you today?
1: Oh, welcome to all wool interested people. Uh, I'm fine today. We have nice weather conditions. So, uh, okay, I'm, I'm happy.
0: That's good. Yes, me too here in Germany. We're both based in Germany, so we both have lovely weather. Let me start with the first question. Can I ask you, Gerhard, to introduce yourself and tell us what you do in the wool industry?
1: Okay, I am, we produce hennitting yarn here in Germany. I am the owner of the company. I am also the manager and uh, the creative uh, man who is uh, all doing this, uh, this job in, in, in my company. Um, we work here with 20 people and uh, we have a manufacturing facility here in Germany, and do hand yarn for the whole world.
0: And please describe a little bit more in detail what kind of products you actually are manufacturing.
1: Okay, we hand yarn means uh, we we do the balling, the twisting, and and spinning. And uh, okay, this is. Uh, the yarn for for anything for, for people they like to 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 use in their in their projects.
0: Do you only use wool in your products, or also other fibers?
1: Okay, we mostly mostly we use the wool because we like the advantages of uh, the wool fiber, but sometimes we have to use also some uh, synthetic nylon fibers for for the strength and and the. System. Uh, the the last thing what what needed was what, what is needed and also we use uh, other animal fibers like uh, alpaca like cashmere like also silk and and linen
0: and you mentioned that you are the um, creative mind behind the product development so. Tell us a little bit more about the process that you go through when you develop new products.
1: Okay, wool means uh, sing, thinking in, in very long periods, yeah? And so we start with the evaluation process, let me say. Uh, this is yearly a, a yearly process. Uh, we start now, or let me say after holidays, with the new colors, and then make uh, make the production. Afterwards, uh, we, when the products are ready, you have to make garments, and then we make the presentation. So, it it is an annual pros, uh, annual altitude we, uh, alternation we have.
0: Yeah, and where do you get your inspiration from?
1: Okay, it, it's uh, always uh, it's a combination. What what do you think uh, the the customer wants? That's that's uh, going in his heart. When he he has an idea, then in means creativity. You know, this is not not having like food business or, or car business or something. People come in our shop; they have no idea. They only have the time for it, yeah? and and. To get the consumer out of the shop means you give him ideas, you give him yarn, you give him happiness for this. Yeah?
0: yeah, and you told me once that you also knit garments yourself just to test your product. So,
1: Okay. I'm 36 years in the business at least. Uh, I, I learned hand, hand, hand knitting from my mother at that time when I was 18. But, 20 years or 25 years I didn't knit, and and uh, I started knitting. This is 2009 around. I visited in Portland the sock summit and saw men knitting at that time, and I said yeah, I'm so stupid. You have a lot of wool. You have uh, you have all these things, and uh, the only um, is you have to. St- to restart again. So I restarted in 2009, knitting, and uh, okay, so since that time I knit continuously. <laughs> well, yeah.
0: That, yeah, well, that one man in Portland was the, the milestone for you to
1: change. see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, maybe, yeah. I, I see him. <laughs>
0: Still. Yeah, and Schoppelwolle is a family business, and I read on your website that you actually have a history of over 60 years. So, can you please tell us a little bit about the co- beginning of the company and how it changed over time to what it is today?
1: Okay, um, my father 40, in, in nineteen forty-eight came came as a R- Romanian soldier, German Romanian. This was uh, it was a German native, but but he came here. As a refugee in, in Walhausen after war and didn't know how to earn money and started with um, with weaving, hand weaving. So that was uh, the beginning of textile uh, production here in Walhausen for us in the family. From the weaving, he devel- developed uh, spinning and had a how to say, woolen spinning, woolen spinning system uh, established. And uh, with this uh, facility, we produced uh, yarn for the home textile market until 77 or in, in the eighty, we started then only with the hand knitting, piece, uh, market. I remember I was a student in Paris and my father called me that he he took uh, mach- he, he bought machines and purchased them a, a brand for hand knitting, and uh, okay, that was the for for me the the beginning of entering in the company.
0: And the moment since you then joined the company, how have you changed the company once you've joined?
1: Okay, for for. This was uh, hand knitting. Always was uh, a separate line in the in the family business because uh, home textile and, and industrial production took a lot of quantity from from the from the capacity. And uh, I developed the, the hand knitting market separately, so step stepwise, or let me say not stepwise in the in the years uh, from '82 when I came in and until '85 uh we increased uh, a huge amount of production in, at that time because worldwide it was very popular knitting and, uh, and uh, we get very good uh, results in, in, at that at that time. but uh, from from this 85, let me say there, there was a newspaper maybe you remember built, Yes. they announced in the front page uh, knitting is out and this was 85 so Hmm. (laughs)
0: that
1: from (laughs) this (laughs) this was terrible it was true it was out there from 85 until let me say 2005 um, the hand knitting business declined and we suffered a lot at that in my heart, always anything was beating, and I believed in the creativity. So we overcome this situation from from '85, and I separated the company from the family business, and uh, it, it's the reason why it's named Hoenloa Wolle. Okay, yeah. until 2005, we we. We fight it. We had big customers in South Korea, yes. And uh, also big, big traders we, we worked with. Until then, 2008, I decided to make my own brand, the Shoppel Volley. So, and um, the, the Zauberball idea was born also at that time. Yeah, that changed a lot afterwards.
0: And now you are more of a premium, very niche yarn supplier, hand knitting yarn manufacturer. Uh, I
1: at, at the time, I separated from family uh, business, uh, f- moving from uh, shop to shop in Lower I decided for myself; it was ninety in the years ninety-two that hand knitting business should be produced in small quantities, and uh, I. I this is uh, the, the the beginning of the idea of uh, having a small production in germany with, with small quantities and uh, all what i di- what i did was so so it's, so that i am able that i can produce not in big quantities i want to produce small quantities so it was very easy to adapt uh, the situation to to this uh, Luxury or high-quality market because of the knowledge and all these facilities.
0: And was it always clear for you that you were going to work in the family company?
1: Not not really clear because uh, in the beginning, um, okay, I started I started um, bachelor of art uh, of uh, administration and economy, and um, I lived in Paris and. Uh, Okay maybe painting is something I can do also but uh, to have to have a final product in in the mind that, that it was challenging me really so I decided to follow this
0: okay <laughs> and another thing i find very interesting is that sustainability is very important to for the chapel brand um, and how do you integrate sustainability into your business and into your products?
1: Okay, so sustainability is is a question for everybody who is now in the in the business um, and uh, for for us uh, or for me it, it is uh, a big advantage that we are able to buy fiber always let me say from same suppliers since 30 years uh, uh, and, and we can follow where the wool is coming from. So, um, I think the for, for the consumer has the right to know where wool is come from and how it's produced. But these for us question these questions is very easy to to answer to give answer for it. Maybe not for everybody, but I'm I'm in a good position to give here answers. So. Uh, I think GOTS, I, I choose different, different certification companies and, and test it, but I, I thought GOTS label is, is maybe the best for us because they, they are able to control everything in, in, in the line and consumer will, will have big advantages when, when uh, they test everything. If they want to know it, yeah. Mm.
0: Do you only use GOTS certified wool, or also other non-certified wool?
1: Um, actually, we only work with GOTS because uh, to choose different labels, I think anybody knows now. <laughs> GOTS is not so famous, so we we bring more more. Um, how to say more public um, knowledge in 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 GOTS uh, for the GOTS brand, but uh, maybe there are other better labels. I don't know. I I don't believe because um, it is uh, very difficult to find really the the tr- the, the true tracing. Uh, until the fiber and textile industry, that's not so easy because every uh, everything is networked and, and only making stems, that's very easy. Mm.
0: You told me that you once visited Argentina, where you source your organic wool from. Can you tell me what did you learn during your trip and how has it influenced your business or your thinking about wool?
1: Uh, I decided this is, uh, let me say five or seven years ago, uh, to source all my wool from Patagonia. This was, um, how we say we say in Germany, a Bauchgefühl, that, that, that this maybe is the right place where I can get my wool from. Because of mullesing discussion, all these uh, production problems in, in Australia, we have sometimes to give answers to our consumer and customer. And uh, at that time, I decided to go to Argentina w- with my with my sourcing of, of wool because they have the twenty six micron, they have the twenty three, and also now they work more and more on the twenty micron wool types, and so I can get everything from from there. I decided uh, together with my supplier then last year to go to Argentina because uh, I wasn't sure if. If I can promise everything uh, for my consumer, and uh, I want to look at it, this country myself, and um, together with my girlfriend, we we, we did um, a three-week trip through Patagonia, and look look the landscape, and um, it really convinced me that uh, it was the right decision to to buy wool or purchase wool only from Patagonia because I can say to you, because um, it convinced because of the weather condition, because um, look this um, um, climate, special climate, um, especially Patagonia, you only see there a, a, a step or let me say desert, and anything agricultural products you, you, you cannot uh, produce there because um <clears throat> You see these big mountains, the ants, and uh, the clouds coming out over over the over the mountains, and they rain and gave the big glaciers as a result there. And you find a um, glacier area, the third biggest one worldwide after Artis and Artis. So this is really really special because. Um, The humidity after ants is then always very dry and the shepherd said to me, he has maybe one or two times per year in in the summer season rain. And uh, okay, as a result, you have uh, really a very, very dry soil and uh, you, you are not able as a farmer to produce anything there. And wool, let me say it's the only way to, to cultivate the landscape when you make this as a, in a professional way. You will find, okay, you will find the guanacos, this is a wildlife animal living there, but that, that was it, yeah. And then you, f- you find the, the sheep uh, on, on big, big um, uh, farms, like 75,000, uh, hectares are incredible I- incredible for farmers here to to understand this uh, this type type of landscape but that means uh, the, the sheeps live and I saw this really in in a wild condition they only get uh, vaccinated one once per per year and and get gathered only maybe um <clears throat> also one time per year for sharing and, and the remaining year is wildlife for them. Yeah. Um, and when consumer wants to know something about animal welfare, okay, you can compare wildlife with animal welfare maybe. Uh, this is uh, the, the animals are really living in different conditions that we are used to see here. Animals living, so. This is for me, one one main key point that I can say to my customer, the wool produced in Argentina, there are certainly, certainly you will find exceptions, but but in, in the main part, they live in really good conditions yeah, or wild conditions. Yeah, yeah, afterwards I, I, I was convinced that I did the right decision uh, with my wool production, together with the GOTS uh, certification, now I can uh, give this uh, information to my consumer that that uh, he can buy our wool with with a uh, good consciousness
0: Thank you for sharing the story about the Argentinian supply chain with us. But you also source German wool from 4,000 German sheep. Please tell us a little bit more about this project.
1: Okay, the, the Gerhard Sturz, he came 10 years ago maybe uh, to, to me. He has, uh, he has a truck full of wool uh, in, in a combing mill and, and gets stuck with his production because uh, the the washing forgot to wash. To, to wash this uh, wool precisely and we had a lot of uh, grace uh, greasy effect afterwards and combing was very difficult so i i said i helped to him and and studied the 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 next year's production in in a in in our own way we we visited washing mill we visited combing mill and uh, since that time we produce uh, the Alp Merino together every year we buy the, the production and uh, sell it as a hand knitting yarn and also together with a company who makes uh, clothes and, feb- and and garments uh, we, we share us the production and uh, okay we are very convinced because uh, of of the quality of the file because uh, Gerhard he always uh, cares about the wool quality and we feel that Afterwards, And now my consumer like more and more the, to know where it will come from and like the quality and it's a, good, it's a good deal for us.
0: You mentioned twice now that your consumers are interested in more information about wool and that they ask questions. So what kind of questions are your customers actually asking you?
1: Consumer, consumer don't like itchy wool. That's, that's a key point. <laughs> from, from, from the past they know wool could, could be itchy and uh, okay. This is uh, very important that wool has to be clean, soft and, and uh, this is, uh, that's the main point people wants to know but they like uh, the possibility and technique about wool. and um, Okay. This is I think okay I'm happy that people like wool more and more because of these um, possibilities in the production.
0: Do they ask you where your wool comes from and how it is produced?
1: Mm, sometimes yes, but uh, mostly mostly it's important that uh, the yarn the yarn promise good ideas yeah. And who would be your typical
0: customer? How would you describe? How would you describe your typical customer?
1: Okay, good, good question. When 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 I look in in um, in, in Google Analytics or something like that, you will find the woman well educated um, um, from from forty or let me say 35 to 55 or 60 years old. That's that's the typical uh, customer in in hand knitting.
0: And is that in hand knitting in general or just for your products in particular?
1: Uh, I think probably probably hand knitting in general that uh, you do not find too many men knitting you do not find too many young girls knitting, and uh, what is astonishing me also the elder people now they they travel um, a lot, and, and this is sometimes they have uh, problems with with, uh, with pain, and and they don't don't like knitting. So them that's the, most part of our consumer is, is is in this part. I think in also in hand knitting.
0: And how do you then see the future for hand knitting? Will there be younger people also discovering hand knitting for themselves, or how do you see this develop in the future?
1: Good question. I don't know, <laughs> but, but uh, we hope that we can we can at- attract and and give give more um, attraction to, to young people as well. But uh, I see more more the, the people after they have uh, married and they get they have children and have, from this stage on they, they start thinking about hand knitting. Earlier
0: you said that one of the major German newspapers wrote that hand knitting is out, but... It came back. Yeah, it came back. So what happened?
1: Uh, that's good. Good question. It came back. I think ma- the the main reason I th- I guess is uh, internet. Because uh, in internet you can share your products, you can easily photogra- make photos from and, and discuss your products and um, and le- and what is also important, you can learn knowledge in, in YouTube videos. And this helps a lot. So, so when you want to learn, okay, to, to cast on, that's, uh, that's not so easy, casting on. But then if you want per, to know how, what is purl and what is knit stitches and, 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 and uh, short rows and all, all explanations you will find very precisely in, in internet and you can learn immediately immediately and uh, okay you don't you don't need teachers anymore
0: do you feel that hand knitters actually care about what kind of fibers they are knitting with or is it more about the look and the style and less about the fiber content
1: okay that's uh, you want to good question you want to be proud yeah when you make something yourself yeah. that means uh, it should be look that is, uh, and that's a, a main point in our business. Uh, you, you have always the competition between the fashion industry and in your homemade garment, yeah? And and you must look the difference, yeah? Yeah. And, and that's the reason people want wool because uh, you don't get uh, so too many wool products in the fashion industry because uh, it's expensive, yeah. And uh, so you can uh, you always look for yarn what is different from others, yeah? And what is special. So that's uh, why wool is very, so successful in in hand knitting.
0: Gerhard, it has been a pleasure talking to you today. If our listeners want to find out more about Schoppelwolle, where should they go?
1: Okay, we have a website, uh, shopper wallet.de, and also we 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 have a Facebook account and an Instagram account. Our Facebook account, um, this is Isa, is uh, also very busy to show all project projects done from from our yarn. Right. Revelry also is important. You can find uh, a lot of chatting possibilities about our wall products. Yeah, and and uh, you can look for instructions as well.
0: So you are very active on social media? As we can. <laughs> so would you say that social media is an important part of your business in allowing you to connect with
1: your customers? Uh more and more, it will, will, will be the the, the the main point to, to find, to discuss all these things. Yes, I think so.
0: Thank you, Gerhard, for your time. I really enjoyed talking to you. And thanks for sharing all your different insights on Schöppelwuhl. Okay,
1: thank you, Elisabeth. Yeah?
0: Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Gerhard Schöppel from Schöppel If you want to find out more about Schöppel then head on over to the show notes at elizabethvandelden.com forward slash 087. Once again, elizabethvandelden.com forward slash 087. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. Thank you for tuning in every week. I look forward to talking to you again next week. Best wishes and bye for now.